You're listening to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast, episode 31. We're talking about analytics for Google and Facebook with Lauren McAllister. Let's go. Welcome to the Seminary of Hard Knocks, a podcast designed to help you master church communications and social media. These are practical solutions from the trenches that any church can use. Now let's join your host, Seth Muse, who's still waiting for you to call him back. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast. I'm Seth, and I'm excited to be with you today. This is the podcast where we help church communicators win back their day and enjoy what they do. Today, you're really going to enjoy this conversation, I am certain, is with Lauren McAllister. She spoke at uh, That Church Conference Chicago and uh, talks with churches all the time about analytics and about making data-driven decisions. I can't tell you how many decisions I've made and I've heard other people make about their website and about their social media strategies based on, I just heard this here or that felt that way. So let's do this. Nothing says I I'm, I'm confused and nothing confuses your message. Let me say it that way. Nothing confuses your message like a a non-data driven decision system when we're talking about social media and web. So we think about your website just on the front page, what's on it and why. A lot of churches put pictures of the building up. I actually would say don't put a picture of the building up unless it's part of a video that has it in there or it's a scrolling kind of thing so they can see the building. I get you want them to see that, but what people really want to see on your website is people in your church. What's it like in your website? Now, data tells us that because of the pages that they go to. You look at Google Analytics and you see, oh, they hit this page. Did you know your staff page on your church website is probably at least the third, maybe fourth most highest hit page on almost all church websites? The staff page. And it's not because you're going to it over and over. It's because people want to see who's on staff. That's why it's really important to have pictures of your staff on the website so that when you're a visitor and you come in, you go, okay, I've seen that guy, I've seen that lady, I know who that is, et cetera, et cetera. So these are data-driven decisions and analytics with Google or analytics with Facebook or insights with with, uh, Instagram, these are all great ways to make good social media strategy and website strategy decisions. And Facebook ads too as well. If you're going to spend money, spend money in the right direction. Right. So Lauren and I are going to talk about this. That's it's a it's a really great conversation. The show notes are found at sethmuse.com slash thirty-one. So go get the show notes. We got some links that are going to help you with this stuff. Trust me, you're going to want to take out your pen and paper, get somewhere where you can remember this stuff or write it down because we go deep dive quick. And she is hilarious and fun to talk to, but she talks really fast. So you're gonna to need to want you're gonna to want to be in a place where you can actually pause and stop and things because I think this is one of those podcast episodes. That's just extremely valuable. So go get the show notes at sethmuse.com slash 31. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at the Seminary of Hard Knocks on Instagram. Search me. It's Instagram slash the Seminary of Hard Knocks. I'm putting content on there that is specific to that channel. Uh, You can DM me there. I'll respond. I love talking with the community that we're developing. We're growing really fast and it's really exciting. So go follow me on Instagram. That is where the Seminary of Hard Knocks is focused in social media. And so you can find new content, interesting tidbits, things like that. I'll go live there sometimes. Uh, It is a great place to get connected to this community. So let's tune in to my conversation with Lauren McAllister. This is going to be awesome. Go get the show notes, Seth News slash 31, and get ready because she's about to blow your mind. Here we go. 
Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. And today I'm excited to have my guest, Lauren McAllister. Lauren, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Is it sunny? Where, where exactly are you at right now? I am in Jacksonville, Florida, and Ooh. actually it is in the 70s today, and it's like crazy windy. We're not sure what happened, oh, but man. I love it, actually. <laughs> yeah, that sounds beautiful. Florida is yes. a beautiful place. Yes. Wow. So tell me, what what church are you at, and what do you do there? All right, so I'm at First Baptist Church of Jacksonville um, in Florida. Uh, there's a couple of First Baptist Church of Jacksonville, so make sure it's in Florida. Are there really? And- how, how many? <laughs> How many of them are there? Um, I can, I know of at least uh, two others, but there may be like three. So, (laughs) wow. Um, But yeah, so I am the social media manager over there, but my job kind of uh, takes over a couple of uh, extra things. So I also do um, emails and online registrations and um, uh, a lot of digital marketing and things like that for our department. Okay, cool. And and tell us about the church. Is it? It's First Baptist, so I'm assuming there's quite an age range there. So can you give us a, a in, insight to kind of those demographics? A little yeah, bit? so we run about 5,000 people on a Sunday. Okay. Um, even larger crowds on special events, you know, um, obviously Christmas and Easter, and then we have a big Passion Play production. Um, our church family is uh, comprised of a lot of different ages, but... Uh, Really, one of the demographics that we're really focusing on are young families. Mm-hmm. They, um, the families that have preschool, elementary, uh, middle school, and high school kids, and um, we have these amazing ministries uh, to raise up the children from very young ages. I mean, babies yeah. all the way up to high school. Um, and there's so many different things these these students can do. They can do band. They, we have a refuge high school band. Uh, you know, there's middle school camp, there's high school camp, there's th- all these things for the preschoolers to do. So we're really focusing on uh, getting those young families um, incorporated in our church and um, getting them engaged with all the activities that we have to offer. Yeah. And being a Baptist church, I'm fellow Baptist. Um, I'm <laughs> hello, a, fellow Baptists. Hello, fellow Baptists. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you like us, uh, or like we, I don't know, you like us have lots of things going on at, at, the, at one time. Oh my goodness. It's so I <laughs> talk to other church communicators and they always say, you know, you don't want to be event driven. You want to be gospel driven. And that's a hundred percent true, but it's, um, very hard in a Southern Baptist church Man. to not have events. So uh, hard. Yeah. So we have probably, <laughs> I want to say five, six, seven events in a week, um, yep. that all from age ranges. So right now we're, we're gearing up for vacation Bible school. Yep. So, <laughs> so are we. We, yep. <laughs> we're doing a mission Sunday this Sunday. We're gearing up for vacation Bible school. There's like four and five mission trips we're promoting. Uh, it's so oh much. We have men, <laughs> men's gatherings, women's gatherings going on. I mean, it's just constantly something going on at our church. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. But it's always fun, though. It's like the nice thing about it is you never know what's going to happen next. And mm-hmm. you, well, you have a calendar, but there's always something to look forward to, you know, and it's never stagnant. It's always something exciting. Yeah. That's one of the things I love about my church is I'm never devoid of something to post. Like, the, yes. if, I mean, I never <laughs> run out of content. And if I ever go, oh, man, I'm out of content. I just go, wait, I'm a Baptist. What's going on? I'll just go find something and I've got something to post. It's so it's crazy. So true. Like I know a lot of churches don't have that that luxury, but it's so the truth. We're so event driven. It's crazy. So and and for you personally, 
a side note, you're in, you're getting married soon. I am. That's yeah, even crazier. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. That's awesome. So when Thank when's you. the date? Um, October 14th. October 14th. So less than six months. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. So everybody send gifts and things care of Lauren to the First, yeah. First Baptist Jacksonville. Make sure it's the right one. <laughs> and, and send send them some money. Send them some Tupperware. Send, send us up on our honeymoon. We're going to the Bahamas. Send so you on a honeymoon. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. <laughs> Well, congratulations on that. That's really great. Thank so, you. So looking at the church, we've talked about the demographics a little bit. And being from the Baptist Church, I kind of get what that is. So you've got a wide range, but where's the bulk of your people right now? What age range would you say they are? Oh, um, if you had to guess. Okay. So yeah, I would say I, I have to be honest that I don't have the actual numbers in front of me, but I would say that the bulk is 45 plus mm-hmm. um, years old. Um we have we do have a, a, a very strong senior uh, demographic, and that's forty five is not senior. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, that's true. Um, no, I'm I, not trying to say that. Um, but uh, I would say it starts getting uh, the people start. We start getting more in the demographics of forty five plus, and then uh, when you're looking at our seventy five plus year old like Sunday school classes mm-hmm. and groups. Um, they're very very strong. They're at almost all the events that uh, obviously aren't you know, camps, but, uh, they're very associated with everything they're in there. They're volunteering. Um, so really we have, we already have that strong demographic of 45 plus year old. We have our 75 plus year olds that are already, um, in the church in, um, engaged, uh, they're connected. Uh, and now, and we are, and we have like the really young, um, families too, like the preschool families. And now we're trying to expand out and, and really make sure that we keep those young families through. So that's what we're trying to expand out to. Awesome. So you've got all these, you've got demographic information though. You've got, Oh you, yes. you know, yeah. I mean, you, you've got, you guys study that obviously in your position and in mine as well, we look at demographics, we look at analytics, we look at the Facebook insights, we look at Twiriad, we look at Instagram yes. even gives us some insights now. They're very limited, but it's something, you know? Yes. So there's, there's all these ways to find it. What are some of the best places that you go to find analytics for web, social, just whatever you're into? Yeah. So, um, if you're limited on time or, uh, maybe even just on, uh, people and, and your staff, uh, one of the ways you can do analytics really, really quick is if you purchase uh, a payment plan on like Hootsuite or Buffer or Social Sprout, mm-hmm. uh, Sprout Social, sorry. Um, <laughs> we got it. We got <laughs> yeah, what you, you guys figured it out. Um, <laughs> a lot of those actually, I know Hootsuite, we use Hootsuite in particular. Uh, they actually can, uh, conglomerate your analytics into one easy kind of easy to find button on that uh, dashboard. Uh, personally, if you have a little bit more time or extra uh, staff members, um, or you're just super type A like me, uh, and I don't, I don't always believe third parties, um, I actually go straight to the source. So I go to Facebook Insights on my pages. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go to Twitter Analytics, which is now available to everybody, um, yep. and Google Analytics. So these are like three things that I go on a regular basis. I do check out Instagram, but like you said, it's um, very limited on right. what you're going to be able to see on that. So. Yeah, it, it basically gives you kind of your demographic breakdown, the big rock things like age and yeah. you, know, you know gender and, and just kind of when they're on there, which is good. Right. But at the same time, it's like, man, I kind of like to know a little bit more. But um, so so looking at these demographics, how often, I mean, all these churches are there have the same kind of platforms we have 
all these social platforms, web platforms, and we're looking at it, we're making decisions based on information that we either have or we think we have. So how much of your inf- of your decision making when it comes to your web and your social media is based on actual data and, and and what does that even look like for you? I'll make it right. So this is actually something really interesting. I've talked to some other churches about this and for a lot of churches, this is a cultural, uh, mind shift, mm-hmm. uh, because so often it's very easy for us as a church, even where I work, where we just say, well, I talked to, you know, Betty out in the hallway and she said such and such and such. So we think that everybody feels this way or right. there, must be that way. Um, and so when I kind of came into my position, I was fleshing out what that meant for us as a church. I started pulling these numbers and I would kind of find, I would figure out an event in particular, so such as maybe a high school camp. And then I would pull what I felt was, um, a number or, or something very telling. Uh, so you can like, for example, we would do uh, Facebook ads and I would be able to say, you know, this is how much we spent this is how many people clicked on this ad and this is how many people registered. And these became very, uh, uh, finite, uh, very obvious, um, Mm -hmm. numbers that people, uh, really there's no argument. So even if Betty disagreed, it's one person against a a very, um, set number, uh, statistics. The the deck is stacked a little bit there exactly because you have the data. Right. Yeah, I, I, I totally get that. I know so many decisions and even in my life until really I started understanding a little bit about Google Analytics and these analytics. I mean, I'm I'm making decisions based on anecdotal evidence. Yeah. Somebody told me something. I kind of feel this way. And I, and really, honestly, what you get when you do that is you base your persona, you base your decision making on you is, is where it really ends up. It's like you and the people, you know, you know, and so yeah. it's very limited. It's a very limited way of looking at your decision making and decisions like what colors do we use? Where do we put this on the website? What goes on the front page? You know, what kind of posts do we put out? All those kinds of decisions that go into it. Yeah. And and what I realized even um, kind of going in knowing that, but um, it's still human nature to mm-hmm. kind of put your own perspective on things. And so I was very, I, I realized that I need to become very uh, intentional when I pulled analytics and I would do it on a regular basis. I tried to do it every week. And this way I, I even noticed myself, I would do it. I would say, well, I think, you know, June we yep. get more engagement, you know, cause you just feel that way. Yeah. But then when I would actually go through and look at my weekly stuff that I had pulled and I, we have pulled this, these numbers, their spreadsheets and I would realize, oh my goodness, that's not even, that was my mind and my perception. <laughs> and these are not the numbers. And so these numbers are, made it so much easier to really understand our congregation, what they were expecting from us and how we can be more, um, just consistent with what we offered them. Yeah. And you said you pulled those numbers weekly. Did someone ask you to do that or did you just start doing it? I started doing that. So I just, no one really asked me. Um, I'll be honest, I'm a little bit behind <laughs> right now because of everything else I going think, on in life. I think a lot of people are, but you, <laughs> you're, uh, you're, you're, you get a pass. Right. And so, um, but I started weekly because I felt for me, that was the best option. Um, but for anybody that's starting something like this, if weekly seems too daunting or you're a little concerned about that, um, I mean, even if you started monthly, I think that would be a great way to start your analytics, um, a spreadsheet. I have spreadsheets that go all the way back, gosh, three, four years. Um, so we can go back from, uh, actually old website redesigns to see how the new websites are stacking up. 
Yeah. Uh, and same with our Facebook um, post and things like that. Yeah, because when you're looking at, let, let's talk websites, because that's every church needs a website. Right? Yeah, <laughs> you can pick a you can pick a social media platform and go with it, and really not do the other ones, and still be okay. But right. you need a website. Yeah, that, that sounds like the start of a Wix commercial, I'm sure. But it, it's <laughs> you need a website, and that's true, and that's why they do that. So Google Analytics is a tool that many of us kind of use, and some some power users out there, I'm sure you know a lot about it. I'm just starting to learn what Google Analytics is and how how powerful it is. So. We're because mainly because we're rebuilding our website and I'm looking at it going, okay, I have all these ideas, but I don't know if these are the right ideas, you know, and I saw I want to look at the Google Analytics and it's turned out that some of the things we thought we were going to do are not what we should do. And so, (laughs) and it's because of this. So I want to talk Google Analytics real quick for those that are starting their sites and they have Squarespace and Wix or whatever and are out there. You can still use Google Analytics to get this information. It's really helpful. So give us a quick rundown. What is Google Analytics? Maybe how would a church start like with that? Just a setup. So Google Analytics, I don't care if you're starting your website or you've had your website for 10 years, you can do Google Analytics. This is not a problem. Mm -hmm. Um, Google Analytics is completely free. This is what's amazing about it. They have some paid things that you can add in, but really the free version is super powerful. I've never had to pay for anything, to be honest. Um, all you have to do is go to google.com slash analytics and log in with your Google account. Now, if you don't have a Google account, Google account go ahead and make one. Um, I always suggest people to have a generic church account for your Gmail or mm-hmm. your Google account if you don't already have one. Uh, because that's going to make the handoff if you ever have to leave the church or you want to add another administrator on, yes. you're not doing a strange handoff with your personal account. Yeah. Um, so we have a church account that we use. Uh, you log in and then you're going to go to um, the admin tab and you can add a property. And a property is pretty much just a your website or your uh, mobile app, but we're, we won't go into mobile apps. I don't want to scare yeah. people away. Right. Cause but you can... that was such a hard word to realize. Like what is property? I mean, this is, is this real yes. estate? It is real estate. It's digital yes. web real estate. They think of it that way. And the regular person like me and some people listening, they, we don't think of it that way. So that was, that was a hard learning curve for me. I'm glad you said that. Right. And uh, there's actually an option to add another account. Uh, Most people don't need to do that. Now, we have a separate account because we have a mobile app and we have the website. So we actually keep those two completely separate. But when it's the strange thing is you're going to think account. Oh, I have a different Google account, but it's all under your Google name. Right. That's the big umbrella. Yes, that's a big umbrella. And then you have your account. So really, for most of you guys, you just probably need one account, which it'll already be there. And then you have your property, which, like you said, is kind of like real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, when you when you add a property, they really walk you through. So it's going to ask you what the website name is, mm-hmm. uh, what the URL is. Uh, you just fill out the information. And then it's going to give you a piece of code. And a lot of people are going to stop here because they get scared. Yes. <laughs> so, absolutely terrifying like i looked at that and went uh-uh and i had yeah. to call my wife she's a weber she's a weber a web developer and let's call them webers she's a I weber like Weber. she's a weber and uh i was like do this i have no idea what's next yeah. so what is next so what is next is um if you have a like a a web page that someone created for you. So like say it's a WordPress site or someone made it HTML and everybody's like glazing over right now while they're listening to this. But um, (laughs) 
some of somebody out there probably knows how your website was made. You're going to take that code and you're going to put that. I believe it's in the header section of yes. your website. Um, and there's actually a little little thing right there um, when they give you the code that it'll say, "What do I do with this?" And Google actually has like a help, but a help page that will walk you through through this. So if my instructions are confusing or you're more of a visual person, you can click that. Yeah. Google does it, walk you through. And it takes you, you through you have, like if you have WordPress and if you have Squarespace and if you have yes. all those different kinds, it'll show you that. It, Exactly. And if you have Wix or Squarespace, like you said, actually, it's even easier to connect because your website will actually, because I have a Wix site for my wedding website. So I did analytics on that. Mm -hmm. And um, there's actually a little box on your Wix site. um, I believe it's under the um, settings. And you literally just, it'll tell you what to put in there. You put it in there and you save it. And within 24 hours, it's going to start tracking everything uh, visitors on your website. Yeah. And that's awesome. And, and with WordPress, there's a plugin that I use called Yoast SEO that makes, that has a little space for it too. It's like, Hey, plug in your Google analytics right here. It's real easy to do and drop that code in and it kind of fires it off for you. And Yoast is amazing. If you have a WordPress site, because it actually helps with your your, uh, SEO. Again, we're like, losing everybody right now. Yeah. But. <laughs> if, hey, I'll put a link to Yoast in, in the show notes because man, that is such a great app, a uh, great plugin for your website, for WordPress. It, it just, honestly, it helps me with my writing <laughs> and I'm yes. looking through and, and, uh, and I'm like, okay, I don't have any of these keywords in here, whatever. And I, cause I'm, when I'm writing a blog, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about content, making it good, whatever. So, yes. okay. So we've got our code and we're popping that in. Mm-hmm. Then, so then we can log in where, then when, then what happens? So once you get all your code set up, um, it generally takes about 24, they say 24 hours for the, the uh, data to start populating in your analytics account. But in my personal experience, I've seen it populating within two to three. So Mm. just give yourself a couple hours. Um, but then if you, there's actually like, you can go back to the main page of the Google analytics. If you're confused on how to get there, you can always exit out completely and then log back into Google analytics or go back to the main page. Um, And then what I do is I actually go, you can choose, if you have multiple properties, you can choose which property you want to uh, start analyzing. So uh, for us, we could choose our website or our mobile app. Um, But if you just have one, you can say, I want to view all of it. And then you're going to go to, uh, it'll take you to the analytics homepage, which starts with the audience overview. That's like and a, then this is where it gets really fun. Yeah, that's so. like your, your dashboard, right? That's, yes, that's basically your, your work through dashboard. And, yes. and on that dashboard, there's like this big left column with all these major headings. And, yes. and that's, and they're honestly, the design of Google Analytics kind of makes those invisible. Yeah. Do, do you feel that way? I mean, I, I kind of, my eye's not drawn to it, but, it, but they're well, there. Yeah. I mean, I could, I see where you're saying, I guess, because I'm so, it's so innate. Once you start using it, you're going to start realizing like you just automatically go over there. I actually use those more than I use the dashboard now, Okay. but yes, it, they are gray. They're not, they're not like very flashy colors. They're very neutral. Yeah. Uh, so I can definitely see where somebody could to- totally completely miss it. Yeah. For um, me, Cause for me, when I saw them, I'm like, I don't know what those are, but they don't seem like a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> just so the design yeah, like, ah. the design didn't pop out like click me it was like hey man what's up we're here if you <laughs> need like us Google's. yeah it totally is it's totally stick. google's thing yeah that's awesome so when i'm looking at those let's go through that left side what what's over there what's important over there 
Yeah. So um, I'm going to start right under um, reports, if that's okay. Okay. Because there's a customization tab, but if you're just getting started, I want to go ahead and start under reports. So uh, the first thing you're going to see is a real-time report. Um, that is exactly what it sounds like. If you click on it, there's an overview. You can see locations, traffic sources, um, events, a couple different things. If you click on that, it's going to tell you exactly who is on your website uh, at that right now, right right at this moment. Mm-hmm. Um it's not going to tell you like, you know, Lauren McAllister's on your website. You don't see names, but you will see uh, maybe ages, uh, demographics, where I am. I'm in Florida, um, what page I'm looking at and how I got to that page. So really, you don't necessarily need to see real time um, all the time. I do it like if I need a little break, a brain break, and I just kind of want to see what's going on. Yeah, um, It's more fun than anything for exactly. me. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. It's fun to look at that and go, oh, there's people on here right now. Yeah. And you're like, ha like, it's like looking at the camp stuff. I'm watching you like a yeah. creeper. <laughs> so true. <laughs> um, so then the next tab is probably my favorite tab. It's the audience tab. Yeah. Um, and that's what we were talking about earlier about demographics. Um, this has overview. You can see the active users, which are people that are on right now. But you also have uh, a whole bunch of other things. You can see, again, ages, overall, demographics. Um, I mean, it's it saves a crazy amount of information on people. And this is all caught by um, cookies on your own, on the person's computer. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you click these, you can use, you decide with your church what is most uh, useful for you. So for us, we like to see the ages of people who are, who's visiting, uh, where they're visiting from. Uh, if you're visiting from uh, Virginia, it's really interesting to kind of understand how we're connecting it with people across the country, even though we're located in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, there's even an interest tab, uh, and it'll tell you some of the things that people are associated with. Um, you can also see what people, how they're viewing your website. That was extremely important yeah. uh, because you can start seeing how many people are viewing it on a phone or on their computer also, whether it's an Android device or an Apple device, mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes it, it actually even breaks it down even more. It'll tell you, you know, a Samsung SG or um, an LG G3. It'll tell you like very specific models, yeah, which is it's even crazy. more crazy. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, so after that is acquisition. Um, personally, this is one of my favorite things to uh, watch because it uh, explains to me how uh, I caught those people to make the next step. So acquisition is going to tell you how they came to find your website. Was it a search engine? Did they come to you by Facebook, Twitter? Uh, Did they get it from somebody's email? Uh, That's really interesting. It'll tell you like Yahoo mail, Gmail. It won't tell you email addresses, of course, but it will tell you just kind of how they're getting to your website. Right. Um, you can also even break it down even more to find out how, uh, if they're doing a search engine, what do they search to find your website? That's also really important. And this is going to connect back to the Yoast conversation about, um, search engine optimization and how people can find your website on search engines like Google being, um, Yahoo. And is this... Is this still like considered audience or is it, I mean, we're in behavior, right? I mean, we're seeing now we're in acquisition acquisition. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Cause honestly we went, we went through that real fast. I'm sure a lot of people are like, okay, hold up. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> so no, 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 you know it and it's clear. Uh, but I thought that was really great. So I just want to make sure we understand that some of the decisions we were talking about earlier are based on, you know, what do we put where that's what we want to connect to 
behavior. Like what are people coming to your site to do and yes. where are they coming from? So do yep. we make it mobile? You know, honestly, honestly, the answer is yes for most people. Um, uh, you know, where what pages are important to them? And, and you can kind of look at those pages like in data uh, and see what, what are my highest hits. And I guarantee your homepage is going to be one, your new here page, your staff page is actually really big. Yes. Um, things like that. So we're looking at those kinds of decisions as you're talking about that. I just want to make sure make that connection for here's those things that you're trying to that's why you want to know. Cause honestly, if I'm, if I'm just looking at the data, it's like, cool, man, what do I do? You know, it's like, that's, that's why it's so important to know what this stuff is. So, yes. so we're in acquisition, right? Where they came from. Yeah. So we're yeah. coming from with acquisition, we're learning where they came from. And for me, what's really important with this is first of all, to make sure that we are optimizing uh, search engine results. So if you go to Google and you search first Baptist church, Jacksonville, <coughs> We want to make sure that that's how some people are finding us. We don't want it to be yeah. some strange, you know, search engine result uh, that nobody right. would ever expect. Speaking of that, um, I was going to ask you earlier, since there are like three First Baptist Jacksonvilles, how how is that affecting your, your SEO and being found? Is that pretty tough? Um, right now, we're actually pretty good. Uh, it helps that they're not in the same uh, state. So that helps a lot because oh, a lot okay. of times Google automatically will add your location when you're searching, if you're using Google. Yeah. Um, and we verified our Facebook page. Sorry guys. So we are the first one, first nice. one when you search that shows up. Um, the thing that's actually hard, hardest would be, I always feel a little guilty when we get some of their congregation members and they, they comment, they message us uh -huh. instead of the <laughs> other church. And then I, I have to respond and say, I think you have the wrong church. I'm so sorry. So I always feel a little bad about that. We're but. the big one, the monster, the bad guys. <laughs> so sorry that we took all your stuff. I'm sorry. <laughs> I always like run to get the, uh, our, uh, our handle on the new, uh, social channels and everything. I'm, yeah. I'm that person. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, that's, that's smart. You know, it's like first one, first one there gets an early bird gets the worm. Yeah. Is that what it. mom used to say? <laughs> Yep. <laughs> sure. Okay. Um, so yeah, the other thing I like to say about acquisition, I like to point out is uh, when we post things on like Facebook and we say, Hey, VBS registration is now open, you know, click here to register your child. So we have that extra action step to make people connect to the website um, and to connect to the church. Mm -hmm. So when we have something really big like that with a, an action step to a website, acquisition is really helpful to see if that's working. And that's also connected with what you said with behavior to see if that page is uh, a landing page. Like is people are that is that the landing page that they're getting to your website or are they uh, hitting your home page, which would be like your fbcjacks.com is our home page. Uh, and then are they navigating to that other page? So there's different ways people can move around your website. Yeah, that's great. And and I've noticed in, in there, too, there's so many options to look at and, you know, Google has made it really easy to be, to be fair for a person like me who hates math. It gets confused with numbers easily to look at it and go, okay, this kind of makes sense. They yes. really work hard to do that. So even though there's a little bit of apprehension at first for a lot of people, it is something worth diving into and it is actually a lot easier than it sounds. But if you're like a power user and you're like, well, like you who are like, I live here, I love this stuff. There's this <laughs> little thing at the top called segments. So what is that and how would a church maybe use that? Is that anything we should pay attention to? 
Yeah, so definitely. I always tell people that um, when you're first starting out, don't do any, like start off, uh, make yourself comfortable with uh, the more simpler items, uh, but then don't be afraid to try things. You're not going to break things. Uh, Google's a huge company. Well, you could break things, but you're probably not going yes. to. Uh, <laughs> it's it's pretty hard. Um, and if you do a segment, there's a lot of really interesting things you can do with segments. You can segment out such a, things like ages um, or just demographics. Um, and a segment would be, say, I want to learn about the folks that are coming to my site that are between the age of 25 and 34. Okay. Um, and you, and just, I wanna, you just see what they're doing? Yeah. So you can okay. say, I want to see, first of all, maybe it'll show you the percentage of uh, what that percentage of folks are compared to your uh, complete audience. Mm -hmm. uh, it can tell you uh, where they're going to on your site. And that would be important to see, especially if you're trying to reach out to a new demographic yes. or even an older an old demographic that you already have um, just to see what they're doing. Um, it also helps. You can see um, you can do con conversions, which is a whole nother. I don't do we want to join in? Sure. Conversions? Sure. Why okay. not? I mean, we're, we're deep diving. Let's go. All right. So conversions um, are a great thing. You can set yourself goals. Uh, when I first started Google Analytics, I only thought of conversions as for retail shops. Yeah. I want to sell a T-shirt. I want to see how many people buy my T-shirt. That's a conversion. Um, that's actually a very simplistic version of what that is now. Uh, you, you, can set you almost said it. You almost said version of conversion. Version of conversion. You almost did it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, she's so, going to do it. No. Caught myself. <laughs> um, so now a conversion, you can set goals. It can be how long someone stays on your page. Uh, do you want to know, you want people to stay on your page 10 plus minutes, uh, might be helpful if you have maybe a Devo book that you're putting on there and you want to know people are reading it. Mm -hmm. Um, do you want to know that people, uh, hit a certain page, um, like such as VBS, uh, maybe I want to know the, how many people made it to the VBS page and made it to the thank you for registering page, which would be the, after you register your child. Yeah. So that could be a goal for me. Um, so there's a couple of different goals. Those are, those are two suggestions or two ideas. Um, and then if you had these segments, if we wanted to add on the segments there, then I could see if my goals are connecting with my segments. Um, because obviously my goal of registering a child for VBS would probably not necessarily make sense for uh, folks that are 75 plus years old, but it would make sense for the 25 to 34 year old range. Right. So you can start mixing and matching things and making it work like that for you. That's awesome. That's a great application for it too. And I think that's super important. You, you, I mean, VBS is a great example because we're all doing VBS right now. I'm sure yes. there's so many VBS <laughs> going on in the summertime and we're all figure trying to figure out like, how do we not only get people here? Or if you're like some churches and like you, they are around here, you're going, how are we going to fit them all? You know, yes. we need to know how to reach these people after they leave for a week of VBS, you know, are they connected to a church or they, and you, you wouldn't know that. I mean, there's, how would you know that unless they gave you that information? You know, exactly. if, you, if you do it through your website, there's a lot of, you know, creeper things you can do, like looking at some of these demographics and that really help you with your ministry decisions. And, and it's awesome. So, so changing gears just a little, um, real quick, I want to, I want to talk about the Facebook pixel, you know, okay. because, because that. You know, Google Analytics and Facebook Pixel, is that a versus thing or is that a thing you use together? And can you just explain what the Facebook Pixel is and just kind of tell how yeah. these go together? 
don't think of them as competing strategies. I okay. mean, I do know some people that would only use Facebook Pixel because it does collect information, um, analytic information that Google Analytics would have. Mm -hmm. But what I use Facebook Pixel for is, uh, well, first of all, let me back up for a second. Google, in my opinion, Google Analytics has uh, a deeper reach of demographics and what you're going to find than a Facebook pixel at this time. I can't mm -hmm. tell you in six months because Facebook moves at the speed of light. They sure do. Um, <laughs> wow. So, um, but so what I use Facebook pixel for is, um, a really, uh, target ads. Uh, Facebook pixel is amazing because you can put it on your website. It's free as well. Uh, you just have to create your ad account. Um, mm -hmm. You can create that ad account. You don't have to start an ad right away. You can go ahead and add that pixel to your website. It also has uh, a step-by-step -step instruction. You just add a little piece of code to your header. So same, um, same kind of process, right? Same Google. process. Yeah. Um, and then within a couple of days, uh, it'll start uh, reading, normally within a couple hours, honestly, we'll start reading people on your website. So then what you can do with this Facebook pixel is really just kind of get into the nitty gritty of who do I want to advertise to on Facebook? Because a lot of people just say, awesome, I'm going to put $20 out there. I'm going to boost this post. And they told me that it's going to reach 320,000 people. Mm -hmm. But the question is, are those 320,000 people, people that are really interested in what you have to say? Exactly. And are you then just wasting your $20? Yeah. In sales world, that's the difference between a cold lead and a warm lead. You know, okay, you, perfect. Want, you want the warm lead, right? The person that's already interested in what you, what you're, but you're putting out there. The cold lead is like, take it. It's 50, 50. You never know what's going to go on. So exactly. You want those people that are already kind of like inclined to care. Now we yes. want the people that don't care too. Obviously we're a church. We're here for, here for everybody. But you know, if you're thinking who can I actually reach well, yeah. you know, that's, that's a way, good way I, th I think about it. And and it always depends too when you're doing a Facebook ad on what you're advertising. Mm -hmm. We have different strategies for an event that um, is like BBS compared to our strategy of we have like a video that we share to people that are new to Jacksonville. They just moved. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a different strategy completely. Right. Uh, so that's a whole different, I guess, ball game. But just something to think about when you're advertising. So when you have a Facebook pixel. It opens up a whole new world. You can it it'll actually start rem like remembering and collecting people's information uh, that visit your uh, website. And a lot of times, people have Facebook accounts, mm -hmm. and Facebook knows that. Um, so it's going to start remembering that. Uh, and then, like one of my favorite things is you can do a lookalike audience to yep. the people that actually visited your website. So it might read, oh, you know this. 13,000 people visited your website the last month and month and a half. But then I can create a lookalike audience that are people that have share similar interests, similar demographics, similar age range, things like that. And I can do an advertisement that's going to connect to them. And there's a good chance that those folks are probably interested in what you have to say because they're running in the same kind of circles and social groups as the folks that are already on your website. Right. It's and really, it's digital, it's digital, but it's marketing one-on-one. Yeah, I mean, it really is. It just kind of sim streamlines that process of, of the, the finding your customer section that would be under marketing, you know, yes. it's, and it's great. It's really great. And I, I definitely know that on my website, I don't have it set up right. So I, I mean, I'm thinking right now as I'm, as you're talking, I'm like, Oh, I have work to do today. I have to go get some things <laughs> fixed. Uh, I definitely, am not using the pixel correctly. You know, already I'm like, man, I should use that a lot more than I do. 
Yeah. And so. one of the things too, with, um, I'm talking about how you can create audiences for that, but the pixel also allows you to create, um, optimization goals for your ads. So you can say, I want, um, people to register for my vacation Bible school. I'm using that right now because that's in my brain, yeah. but I want people to use registra registration for my Bible school. And I want to see how many people are going through my ad to you and register, actually registering their child, not just, you know, walking around my website, clicking around, seeing how it goes. Um, and the Facebook pixel is going to allow you to do that. And, um, that's really, really exciting because then you can know, you can change your strategy on the fly. That's the great thing about Facebook. Yes. You're not, it's not a contract. You're not in there for, you know, uh, two months and you're stuck because you, you know, made a mistake or something like that. You can go in the next day, change it. Mm -hmm. And then within an hour, that change is going to be make, uh, populate and start, editing what that ad was shown or who that ad is shown to. Right. It's, it's so smart and scary smart in a, in a uh, kind of Terminator two kind of way, <laughs> but it's still, it's, it's so great. So this has been really great. I appreciate you just really deep diving with us on this stuff because I, I know there are probably a lot of what places you can go and find out about Google and, and whatever, but just the snapshot. So it, it is so helpful. So speaking of that, where are some places, just one or two off the top of your head, maybe that people can go get a little more info on Google Analytics or Facebook Pixel? Yeah. So some of the sites that I really like, it, um, there's one that's called Loves Data, L-O-V-E-S Data, D-A-T-A.com. Um, and it's a really interesting website. It really goes even deeper into things that I, I, some of the things I don't even understand yet, to be honest, about things you can do with Google Analytics. So that's one website. Another website that you can do is uh, simplymeasured.com. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love Simply Measured. It's actually um, a company, but they have a blog. Um, normally, I don't like company websites or uh, blogs because I feel like they're very uh, self-promoting and sometimes it gets frustrating. Sure. But Simply Measured is actually really good and they have a lot of really amazing suggestions. Um, and then just as kind of an overview, I really like social media examiner yeah. and that kind of reads over just, you know, all your Facebook, your Twitter, any changes to Google analytics, YouTube, it kind of is a, a big 30 foot view of the social media world. Yeah. That's a great one. I, I use that one a lot. I go to that one a lot. I didn't know about the other two, so I'm going to check those out. Uh, that's great. Well, where can we connect with you online? Um, either your church or you on Twitter or whatever, where, where can we, where our listeners find the Lauren McAllister. Yeah, I'm on Twitter. I'd love to talk to people. Um, I'm L Michelle Jax, J A X. Um, I'm also on Instagram, L Michelle design. Um, I didn't get those handles quick enough apparently. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I also have a website. It's, um, L Michelle design. Oh, hold on. I just had a brain fart. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you can go to her website. It's sethmuse.com. Sethmuse.com, yeah. Elmichelledesign.com. <laughs> Sorry, I have go. wedding brain, like hard, hard, hardcore right oh, now. Oh, man, so. just wait till the first child comes along. When you're pregnant, oh, pregnant gosh. brain is even worse. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, I don't oh, mean that mean or anything, but it was so hilarious. My wife is always so sharp. And just when we were pregnant with our, our kids, it was like, all right, so this is what it feels like to be her. You know, I get to be the one that has all the plans. Oh, God. <laughs> it was so awesome. Short-lived and way back, but uh, but awesome. <laughs> well, well, thanks so much for coming on the show. I think this has been really great content, really helpful for our audience. So, And you're tons of fun. So thanks for doing this. 
Well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. All right. Well, everybody, go check out the show notes that we've been talking about uh, for this show. We can get all these links at sethmuse.com slash 31. And you'll be able to find all these places that you can go learn more and more about Google Analytics and Facebook pixels, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So thanks for, wa- thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And I uh, appreciate you guys tuning in every week and uh, checking out what's going on over here. Follow me on Instagram at the Seminary of Hard Knocks, and I would love to be your best friend. Have a great day. Bye.